Welcome to Exploring the Seasons of Life podcast, episode 43. I'm your host, Cindy McMillan, and today's guest is Karina Hines. Welcome to Exploring the Seasons of Life, a podcast for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. Each week, join Cindy McMillan as she interviews coaches, spiritual explorers, and celebrants from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. So this is a really special episode, and I am delighted to introduce my guest to you. Creativity has been there to support Karina through many difficult times and transitions in her life. She was born in El Salvador and brought to the U.S. when she was 15 years old. She didn't speak English, and the U.S. seemed like an entire different universe than the one she had lived in for the first 15 years of her life. Karina never takes for granted the opportunity to be here. Even though she didn't have the same opportunities as her fellow Americans, she knew she had been given an opportunity and her parents sacrificed everything to allow her to follow her dreams. Her online art gallery opened its doors to showcase the first purposeful dreamers for the purposeful dreamer experience in their artwork. They push their creative boundaries with a purpose. For every piece they sell, 10% of profits, will be donated to a charity close to each of their hearts. They have shared their creative experience and inspiration to open the doors to other purposeful dreamers in the near future. Welcome to the podcast, Karina. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Cindy. Oh my gosh, that was so overwhelming to hear. Oh my goodness, it's crazy. (laughs) Well, you know, when I was reading that, well, uh, several things jumped out at me, but I really love that you are donating to charities. I just love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was, you know, to me, that was like, like completing the circle of what this whole vision was because creativity, you know, I never, I never saw myself as this like amazing artist or anything. It's just creativity just has been really important for me, you know, and I, and I realized, you know, like through the pandemic and everything that, you know, I'm so lucky, like, you know, my journey has been crazy. And, you know, like you said, there, like, you made me think of like the seasons of like, it's been really messy in a lot of ways. But you know, I, it's funny, I, I turned 35 on December 31st, thinking through it, it made me realize that just the reason I did this is because I, I felt, you know, like through the pandemic, I had it's so, I had so much like that, like so, there were like all of us. We had so much uncertainty, and you know, we we saw so much suffering around us. You know, I'm I'm very empathetic, and and I think it's because I I come from humble beginnings, you know, and and I know that it's taking a lot of work to get to where I am, and and I I know that that but that I also have been blessed with these opportunities through the years because I'm here, you know, and because my parents sacrificed everything. And, you know, and I, and I saw my family in El Salvador and their struggles. I saw our community struggle. I mean, my, my family that lives like next door, you know, we live on the same street with my in-laws, like they, they were struggling. Everybody was just suffering and, and not being able to understand what was going on in the world, you know, and, and I felt that way too. And, um, you know, I was, I was just create, you know, something like told me that, okay, like through that quarantine period, I was like, I have to do something 
good to like help me like work through this. And I had this fear, you know, we like we call our quarantine baby. My son and I decided like and my husband decided to go get like adopt a little baby bearded dragon. We brought it home and it needed like a back a backdrop. And I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't painted in so long. Like I have I should do this, you know. And, you know, and when I got into that, I hadn't painted, I think, since my before my son was born. I think it was probably the last time I had to touch a, a paintbrush. And, you know, I, I was so there's so many thoughts that came through that process for me because I was like, gosh, you know, every time I want to create, it's because it has to have a purpose. Like that's like my biggest motivation, you know, or I always have to have something that will motivate me to do it because I feel like I'm so busy, you know, there's so much going on and I'm like, oh, you can't take time for yourself to create. Like, so I have to have like a purpose. And to me, that's why I was like, well, what if I can, you know, we can spread this and turn it around and, and make creativity more purposeful, you know, like let's get through our fears and learn through it. And this is, I swear, this all came through me, like through like the hours that I was doing this painting, like all this, this thought, these thoughts, you know, and I was like, you know, I, I feel like if we can, you know, so many people need so much right now, like this is just crazy, you know, um, and even our electric, our electrical business was suffering. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen with that. I was like, I have to, this is my time. No, no, I became a, a citizen two, two, three years ago now. And, um, you know, that was a crazy journey of itself. You know, it was such a scary process. And I can't tell, there's so many stories through that immigration process itself and to become a citizen of the, in that day. And I felt like my world is like unstoppable now because I'm a citizen and I can just do anything like everybody else here now, you know, like really. But, you know, we've been so blessed with our electrical company that, you know, that's that had been my focus for, you know, like the last three years. And then, you know, COVID happened and I was like, I have, you know, I'm, I'm so lucky and I, I can't fix like the world. I can't fix what everybody else is going through. I can't, there's so many things I can't control, but the one thing I can't control is, you know, how I work through it myself and how I take care of myself and how that's going to transpire into everybody else close around me. And, and that has really been what creativity has done for me, you know, and I think it's inspired a lot of my family and my friends to like follow that. And, and, you know, they've been so supportive through that transition and they've been scared along with me, but they, they pushed their creative boundaries to, to like donate a piece to, and, you know, we've been learning through it and it's been amazing. It's just, it's, it's been so motivating to bring creativity back in my life and to many others with that, you know, having that purpose in mind, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I, I want to get it more into the business in, in just a moment, but I want to hop back just a second and what does exploring the seasons of life mean to you now personally or in your business? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was, I was just telling you, Cindy, I, I, I was fascinated by the title of your podcast because it really made me think so much about what that means for me. And, you know, to me, you know, now that, you know, I, gosh, I, I should say, I think so much back into my life and I think a lot of like this, like, a seven, eight year old, like Salvadorian kid, you know, that like, I wouldn't have never envisioned like being in the United States. Like you, you know, like you, you would see the United States as the, like in the movies and New York and like all these things that just seem like 
another universe almost, you know, and, and here I was this little kid in El Salvador in the little town, you know, with, you know, lots of family around, but I didn't have a ton of people around my age, like that were my age. So I always was very observant of, of everybody and their lives and everything. And then, so I think back of that. And then I think, you know, then like my parents journey, you know, to bring us here, you know, and how that, you know, what that's meant to me, you know, through through my lifetime and, and their sacrifices and our journey, like our crazy journey, like moving here, you know, and starting from nothing, you know. So to me, I think, you know, exploring the seasons of life personally, and I think it's in business too, because when you own your own business, you know, and you go into this journey, it's really like a life that like commitment, you know, it's, you're putting really your heart in it, you know, and so to me, it's learning to be in that present moment and just enjoying it, you know, each part of it, because you just don't know where it's going to take you. You just kind of have to trust yourself, you know, because it's just, you're just never going to know, you know, I, I didn't know when I was a kid in El Salvador, I didn't know when I, you know, oh my gosh, when I, I live, I, we moved to Dallas, like or Richardson, Texas, like what that was going to be, you know, I mean, what, and then my parents like two years later were like, let's move to Miami. And then I, I like, you know, then we go into like, it felt like another country, you know, like it's another world with so many other different cultures. Like there's so much to learn in life, you know, and in through each season. So I think it's like, if we can just learn to be in the present, you know, we can, you know, go through it better. And I, and I feel in my heart, creativity has been that that center to like center me back, you know? And I love that Karina. And I was just fixing, when you mentioned Dallas, I remember, I think it was 1984. I moved to South Africa Ah. and I remember when I got there, it was totally different than what the United States was. But when I got there, I remember everybody thinking that the United States was like the, the show Dallas. Do, do you remember that show at all? I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. It's a very, it's, it's old, but everybody <laughs> thought, you know, that yeah. everybody, you know, had oil fields and, you know, yeah. lived, lived in those huge houses and everything. <laughs> so, what was it like, and you've kind of gone over this a little bit, but what was it like to move to the United States from El Salvador and find your identity? Do you have a favorite story about that? Oh my gosh, there's just so many to think through. Um, it's 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 crazy, but I will go with the first one that comes to mind like that to mind to me because I think it was very transformational for my identity. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because, you know, you hear me now and, you know, I, this is, I came here when I was 15, you know, um, now I'm 35. Like, it's like, it's been like half and half of my life, you could say, you know, everything was really difficult, you know, but I think that the biggest like moment I remember of, if, of that, like, transition um or what was it like was like you know being really scared like I was so scared to start school that was like the biggest 
like scariest thing in the world. And um, we moved with my aunt in Richardson, Texas, and my cousin. They lived there. You know, the, he was he's about a, I think he's a year younger than me. Uh, but they were they were born here. Like you know, and they didn't know that what that world was of not like speaking English. Pretty much, you know, they spoke English. They even their Spanish was a little broken. Thank goodness for my cousin because he helped me. You know, like learn some like Spanish like English through the summer. And I remember I was like. J- listening to J-Lo and like like Jenny from the block and uh and like Shakira to help me like like learn English because I was like because my book oh because that's what it was he told me he was like oh when you go to our school because I was gonna go to his school he was like nobody speaks Spanish and like your teachers don't speak Spanish like you better learn you know and I'm kind of glad like thinking back I'm kind of I hated it for saying that at that point because I was so scared but I'm kind of glad because it really pushed me to like I was like okay well the one thing I can control from going into this crazy world that I don't know is I can learn some English and I can hopefully maybe I can defend myself you know so through the whole summer it was it was a crazy it was it was sad there was like it was a crazy transition like through that summer like before going back to school in the United States for the first time I think was like such a big piece for me to realize that like it humbled me a lot because I'm I realized that everybody's so different you know and I'm different you know and um and I remember like like waiting outside of the the school like before the bell would ring and I was sitting in the grass and I and I don't know if this would, would relate to anybody but I just never saw like in El Salvador even though like I'm from El Salvador I never saw people like of like like you know dark skin like African-American people like that doesn't all the different cultures like that you see all the beautiful like cultures that we see here we don't that you know you just see people from El Salvador you know so I remember this like beautiful girl like so sweet and nice and she was African-American she she like said something to me in English and I don't even remember what it was, but it was, it really touched me at that moment. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, like she's so beautiful. She's so nice. I was like, I can, I, you know, I'll, I'll be that one day, you know, I'm going to learn, like, I'm going to be okay. And, you know, and then from that moment, I mean, the, the rest is history, like school was really great. You know, it, it was not true. People, there were people that's, that spoke Spanish. I made tons of friends and, and it was amazing. And then, and then we moved to Miami and it all started again. So I guess through that whole story, I think my, the biggest lesson for me and that I see through my life seasons, I guess, is that, you know, things sometimes are going to be scary, you know, and sometimes things just are not going to make sense. And, you know, and sometimes it's just, we just cannot you know, we can't just focus on what we can't control. We have to focus on on what we can do about that situation. Because I've had so many of those, you know, and I feel like if we can, you know, turn it into something good, like, you know, and learning to me is, is another big thing, you know, that ha- has helped me just prepare myself. It's like, what is it that I can do to prepare myself through that scary situation, you know? <laughs> well, th- thank you for sharing that story. Because, I mean, I've, haven't ever been in that situation of going into school where I didn't really speak the language, but you seem to have maneuvered that quite well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, and, and I would say the, the only, the only other thing that comes to mind, long story short, I was with my ex, you know, and he decided that we, we moved long story short. It's, 
I moved from Miami. My parents moved to Dallas. So then I tried to move to Dallas and then it worked out. So somehow I ended up in Orlando with my ex and things got crazy. That was a hard time in my life too. Like of finding myself, I feel like, because, you know, I had been in the U.S. at that time, probably for six, seven years, maybe, you know, I, I had learned the language, but I had just graduated high school and I was not in a healthy relationship, you know, at that point. You know, and um, and it was so it was it was like, I think another big moment where I was trying to find myself, you know, who my who my friends were, who, you know, because I feel like when when you don't when your first language is not English for a long time, like it's hard to fully relate to different cultures. And I think, you know, at that point in my life, I was starting to feel more comfortable, like with meeting different people of different cultures. Like I wasn't as scared, you know, and I'd, I'd worked and I I'd actually moved on my own at that time, you know, like without my parents. And I remember I, I got to Orlando and I had to apply for a, an administrative assistant position that happened. I had applied, actually I had applied through, through all these places because we had just moved to Orlando and they, uh, they all were just you all, all like sales like nothing really was like this is just not right like I wouldn't that's not and then I I came across this administrative job and I went to interview in it and I just remember the people there going in and being so nice you know and so accepting of who I like I felt like they were like accepting of who I was like they saw me as who I was, you know, and long story short, I, I ended up working for that company for 10 years and or almost 10 years. And, you know, the, the person that interviewed me is my sister-in-law, you know, and she's, she's America. She's from Maryland. You know, the, the people that I worked that, that I worked there through the last, like 10 years was like, I feel like where I really f- was able to like find being myself. And I think it was because I, 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 I got to a place where someone accepted me for who I was. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And, and they saw that I could do something, you know, and, and it, it changed, you know, a lot because it was, you know, I think it's been the scary ride. And, you know, I think like, you know, through that time where I, I couldn't go to school because I wasn't a resident and all those things, you know, like really like, gave me this like mental block that I I couldn't do something, you know, and, you know, and in those bad relationships that I go through, you know, like gave me a lot of beliefs about myself that I couldn't do something. So, so that was really special. And that, in that moment, like kind of transformed my life. I, I found my husband who, you know, I've been married to for, you know, almost 10 years now and our son and, you know, that company like allowed me to grow my career in human resources and learn all about the corporate world and recruitment for the last 10 years. And, you know, it's, so it's funny how like you, you learn, you go through these crazy seasons of things and you learn, and then you can take it into other things because it's made, such a difference for us now you know what I've gone through I guess with these other jobs anyways (laughs) you know and I love that what it's really what it's really bringing up for me is when you when you are seen and you are heard and you're accepted you thrive yes yes and and you know and that's been so special for me and that's why I think I love I I want to bring that more of that I want to make people believe that creativity, you know, can be like anyone can create, you know, and explore that in their lives, you know. So let's go ahead and talk about that. Now you opened Purposeful Dreamer in 2020 during the pandemic. Can you talk about your business and maybe the top three lessons you learned during this time? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. It 
that was another one uh, of those hard ones to pick from because there were so many lessons through, you know, through the pandemic, through, you know, um, opening this business, you know, the first one was definitely first one. I think when it, that's when it, everything really started for me was that, you know, like I was, like I was mentioning, you know, that life is just last year was it just didn't make sense. I think for so many of us, you know, it was so different and and hard to understand, you know, so, so I, I was hurting a lot, you know, and I felt like I had to do something, you know, but I, but I couldn't do anything. And then, and then it's, you know, in through that creative process, like the biggest thing I learned if I can get my my own mental state right, if I can get my emotional health in the right state, then I can help others. You know, I can help everybody else around me. But if I'm breaking into pieces myself, like then then it's not going to do anything, you know. And um, so it really I think it, I think that was a lesson for so many was the the critical piece of self-care and slowing down, you know, and taking care of yourself first to be able to help others. So that would be definitely the the biggest, the biggest one um, from, you know, a creativity standpoint. Um, then, you know, I think fear was a big, like, lesson to, for me, like, getting through, like, the fear of, you know, making mistakes, you know, of failing of like, like your self doubt, you know, that was like a big thing, you know, and I think when, when you put yourself out there, and when you're in especially creating something that you make like from scratch, you know, is really, really like scary. And I think we all experienced it. And it was interesting, because I felt like everybody was we would, you know, a lot of times we would like, you know, we would be sharing the work with like within our friends or within my family. Like we started like creative nights, like, which is awesome. That's why I love my, my, my neighbor family. Cause they're just so supportive and they, they, they're such a big piece of my creative continuing my creative journey because they love it too. So we would make like creative nights and, you know, to like spark creativity. But I think, you know, fear, getting through that fear was really helpful when you have like, you know, other people along because we were like, we realized we were like our worst self critics. Cause then we would like see the work of like, like, you know, next to us and we like, Oh my God, that is amazing. But then in our own heads, we would be like, oh, please, this is not good. Like, this is terrible. I got to do this. I got to do that. Like nothing's perfect, you know, with creativity, nothing's ever perfect. So it's, it's more of that journey of like trying to accept it and get like, what about, what do I like? What are I don't like, you know, and how I work through it. So anyways, just working through fear and then, you know, and, you know, like you said, showing that your example, like really, you know, is what ripples that making a difference, like what you do, and what you accomplish is gonna like reap so much to like everybody else around you, you know, and this, this whole creative journey, it's been really hard for me, like to get into my creative self, like it's been my challenge through the year, but that's, that's, my purpose, you know, I, that's why I have to do this because I, I'm such a believer of what these benefits are. And through that process, I realized that this took me a long time. I mean, you know, to get through from, from point A to point B, and it took a lot of little steps and, you know, and we still have our, our, our electrical company that we have to run that pays our bills and that I'm so thankful for. And I, it's a ship that I can't let go. And obviously my family and my son are like number one. So, you know, it was one of those things where I really just chipped at it at any moment I could. And I, I you know, but 
but I noticed that every we all struggle through like the procrastination of the creative just finishing our piece. And so so towards the end, you know, I was doing all these steps. I was like, that's it. I'm ready. I'm going to launch this thing. Like, it doesn't matter if I only have two pieces of art. And if it's just my art, I was like, it's all going to work out. I was like, I have to do it. I was like, I had this vision that everybody's work was going to be perfectly ready and done. And life happens. They're busy too, you know? And, um, and I, you know, I'm so thankful, like it, the way it all like turn at the end, but, but it was cool to see that I finished this. I launched it, you know, and I think it was like the day before I launched it, like my mother-in-law brought all, all of her pieces in, like um, my husband like surprised me with his piece like a week before, like as things were getting close, you know, and, but because I kind of just was like, okay, well, hey, like just so you know, I'm doing this, you know, and no pressure, like whenever you're ready, I'm going to show off your work and I'm so excited to do it, you know, and, um, you know, and it was like at the last minute, I think when they saw like, oh, shoot, Karina really is doing this, you know, and uh and then everybody came through with their work. And I, I still I'm I'm so excited that we got through that that phase because it was such a closure. Um, and then, um, you know, and, and then, yeah, and then everybody like I still have like three or four pieces that I need. I'm, I'm working through put, putting out there that that we finished for this first phase of the Purposeful Dreamer experience, you know, but it was really cool to see it like the the foreclosure of this project and how like. You know, because I just never, I, it was hard for me to see it, like when it was going to happen, you know, like, I was like, am I ever going to be done? Because it's so hard to tell, like, how long things are going to take you, you know, it's like the day, my daily battle, you know, and um, so that, so to get to that point and see that everybody got through it and realized, like, she's going to do it, so I'm going to do it, and and what came out of it and all of their experiences were, um, it's it's amazing. It was really cool. And, um, and actually we just sold like the first piece that sold, um, in our store was actually my husband's electrical, like, uh, fish cupper sculpture, a sculpture. And it was really cool. So we're, we're about to make our first donation with that piece. So, so it was like such a full circle. And I think, you know, like, selling that piece honestly was so cool because I think it gave everybody like the next phase of getting through that fear because I think everybody's like it's just not gonna like my piece is not gonna sell but I'm just gonna do it because I know they're doing it because they love me and I'm so thankful because they're like we're gonna support you you know so it's been a cool it's so many lessons but I think those were like the three main like sections through this process that were really amazing you know to learn from from last year. Yeah. And I love those, Karina. And I think that people who are listening, because I know myself, as you were talking, I can, I can certainly relate to that, you know, starting a podcast and, you know, being afraid of, oh my gosh, what will people think, you know, will it be perfect? And just realizing it's never going to be perfect, but just to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Let go of it. You know, you have to let go of the what everybody else is going to think it's about like yourself. And, you know, and for me, it was like, I have to be myself. I have to learn to be myself. And that's how I feel like, you know, it's, it's been a cool journey. Cause I, I feel like to me, I, I decided that it was going to be my own creative purposeful dreamer journey too. you know, you know, it's going to start with me, you know, and, uh, and I, I hope it, you know, yeah. And it, it, it transpires, but it's scary and it's crazy sometimes you're in your head, you know, the battles in your head. And that's why I think art can help you because it just can help you focus and think through that stuff, you know? Well, how do you define creativity? Uh, gosh, you know, for me, creativity is self-exploring to, you know, 
and self-expression. It's like fulfilling that part of you, you know, like we all have that in us, like in, in creativity can be in so many ways too. And I think one of the, the things I've noticed is that a lot of people think creativity has to be like, you have to pick a paintbrush and, and be this amazing artist, you know, and, and it's not that it, there's so many, I think what you do with your podcast is creativity. I think uh, cooking a me- an amazing meal for your family is creativity. It's how you define that, you know, and I think, but and and you you that where you can express yourself, you know, because I think it's it's a it's a part of us that we need to fulfill. Yeah, I love that because a lot you're absolutely right. A lot of people think that if you're not painting or or writing a book, you're not creative. And creativity is just I love the way you say it's just expressing yourself. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and it's funny because I you know, I I love painting, but I have so much to work through that. Like I I don't, I have no, like I take no credit for like all the amazing artists, especially like so many of the the artists I know and the people that I, like, I would never, you know, I I know I have so much of that journey. So to me, it's, it's, you know, that's why I love it because it's exploring all, you know, it's exploring creativities in all levels. My mom does crochet work and, you know, so she's going to have some of that stuff in our website. Like there's, there's just what is it that helps you channel your your self-expression and your thoughts, you know, and there's just so many options out there. I mean, thank goodness for Pinterest, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. So if somebody is listening and they're like, well, maybe I am creative, but I don't know how to get started. How do we unblock our creative potential, so to speak? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a good question because like I was telling you, we all are like our own worst critics. So I think the first thing is shifting your mentality about it. You know, to me, it's, you have, it's about having fun. It's, uh, you know, they said there's no wrong in art, right? So it doesn't matter what it is. Um, You know, just, just having fun with it. And, you know, I think a great way to start, and I read this from a, from a, a book and that, I'm, that I've been studying. It's called um, Drawing from the Right Side of the Brain. Um, it's an amazing book. And, and she teaches you how to, how to draw. But in, in her book, she talks a ton about creativity. And, um, and she, she started, what made me think is like, what is it that you, 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 she talks about, like, what is it that you used to love to do when you were a kid you know like think back of your childhood like and for me that was that was probably easier than than for others but um you know but for me it it was drawing and coloring I used to love that so you know if that's what like like find something that's going to give you joy I think is my biggest advice with that and let go of your self-critic and just enjoy it. And, you know, sometimes it's kind of, it's, you know, you can use it as a therapy even, you know, um, you know, simply just coloring, get a, get a fun coloring book for, for colors, you know, like it doesn't take a ton. And that's the other thing, you know, it doesn't, it, you don't have to have this, this arsenal of options. You can really start from nothing, from doodling, from anything that's going to spark you, you know, to have fun with it and, and commit to it and, and do it often, you know, you know, for yourself. 
You know, when you said that, what did we enjoy doing when we were kids? I re- I clearly remember being a little girl and all my cousins younger than me, I would kind of all line them up and pl- uh, I was always the teacher of my ah, school. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. It tells you a lot. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so if you were going to give a couple of suggestions on loving yourself first before embarking on an adventure such as building a business what would they be? Gosh, you know, this is, this is great because so with, and and I'll go into more of like our electrical company. So we, um, because I think from what I learned in the, in, in building our business and that is what I've taken, I've taken so much of, you know, building this, this business too. And I think it goes into like any business. Um, and you know, I, I think it, again, it just really starts with yourself, just trusting that you are doing your best with everything you do, you know, gosh, really, it's just, don't be so hard on yourself. Cause I feel like for me, we, we both, and my husband and I both are, we can be so hard on ourselves, like through what we do a lot of times. And, you know, and it, we just have to start with, with our own like mental state and just trusting that we're doing the right thing that, you know, I think it's important that whatever you do, whatever you embark on that, that you have your purpose for it. Like, you know, why you're doing it because, um, because you can always try and, you know, you have to, things get crazy sometimes. I think you have to go back to find your, your center of why you're doing things when things get hard, you know? And, uh, and I think that's important. We've with our electrical company, we've always had a mission to, you know, because we, we started it because we saw what was being done wrong. You know, we, we've done a lot of things to build, you know, our customer, like do the right things for our customers and, you know, and, and that's really what matters, but you have, so, so, you know, so just don't be so hard on yourself, you know, take care of yourself first And then the next thing would be just set your boundaries, you know, like that's so important because life, you know, like, you know, we are all in our own journeys and sometimes we, it's easy to get caught into everybody else's journey. Like you have to go back to, okay, what am I doing for myself? That's going to help others, you know? So really just taking care of yourself and just knowing that, that you're doing your best, you know, and not be so hard on yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I think being hard on ourselves and wanting everything to be perfect, being perfectionist, that's the worst about our our creativity. Yeah. And when you just know that, you know, in your heart, you're doing your best and that you're, you're have the right intentions, then, then, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be okay. I mean, there's only so much you can do and, you know, life is just throws those so many things all the time, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. So I'm going to give you a choice here. What would you tell your 18-year-old self about the season of life that you're in now? Or what would you tell your 50-year-old self about the season of life you're in now? And I'm throwing that out there because you're kind of like in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's funny because when we I feel like at first I think a lot. Yeah. Like you said, because I am in the middle, I think a lot about my older self, but I kind of like my older self path a little better. Like I was like, I think I've learned a lot, I feel like already. And, you know, so so I would say for the younger my younger self and hopefully it helps like the younger generations of people like me, you know, that that came here is, um, gosh, you know, you know what it is, is really that, you know, you cannot limit yourself 
by your surroundings or your situation. You know, I, when I was younger, like when I graduated, graduating high school for me, like and realizing that that I couldn't go to college because uh, and, and it wasn't it was. And trust me, like I, I made the effort, like there was no lack of efforts. Like I applied for like in back then, like things weren't as there weren't as many options as there are now for for my like when I had a work visa back then, you know. Um, so so and I my whole life, I was a really good student. I love learning. So I was so excited to go to college. And um, gosh, I can't tell you the, the amount of times that I got denied, like through the years that I tried to find some possible way, but I couldn't because, you know, many reasons, you know, of what, what the system is and the reality that was it, I was in. And at that time, I think I was so blocked mentally that, that like, if you didn't go to school, that you, you couldn't do anything, you know, that I was, that, that I was that this little, you know, and that I wasn't going to be able to, I think that was like my, my mentality and my old self that affected me in a lot of ways. Uh, but thank goodness, and you know, through life, you know, it, it brought me in the right path. And, you know, eventually things turned out and I learned from all those lessons, but it, it really is like just, you know, that it, that it wasn't true, you know, I, it's not true. And I'm thankful for it because thank goodness I don't have, you know, thousands of dollars in student loans, you know, like accumulated by now, like a lot of people in my age, my age are, you know, and, and I feel so thankful for like all the opportunities that I've had. And, and I eventually became a citizen and, you know, and, and, but that, that it wasn't even it. It was just life, you know, eventually worked out, you know, and it didn't limit myself. And I'm, I'm glad that I, I, I think I believe more in myself now and I've proven myself enough to get through it. But it took a lot of work. And I feel like if I just told myself, you know, when I was graduating high school, like, it's going to be OK. Like, you don't have to have a degree and you're going to be successful. Like, it's going to be OK. And you can believe in yourself that no matter what it is, you know, at that point. So it was it's crazy. It was cool to think through it. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's that is a good question for, you know, for people to really reflect on. That is for sure. So thank you for for your answer. I, I really do appreciate that. So tell us your website, your social media, how people can find you. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Cindy. I, it was, I felt so flattered because I've never, you know, this has been really cool to share. So thank you for all you're doing. Um, so you can find us at, on our website at, um, purposefuldreamer.co. So it's not that con, it's co www.purposefuldreamer.co um, also through Instagram, um, you know, and, and Facebook, but I would say our page is the main thing where you can really like learn about well, a little more about my story and, and purposeful dreamer, check out our gallery work, you know, and, and the stories, I, the, all of the stories of our purposeful dreamers and their experiences are in the blog too. Um, so, you know, if you want to get updates, you can sign up for, uh, you know, what that is. I, you know, it, the next, I think 2021 is going to be figuring out what this purposeful dreamer experience is going to be to open up to the world. So that's my next phase. So stay tuned. Uh, but definitely, I think through the website and the email, you, you can you can stay updated. Thank you so much, Cindy. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. And I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Oh, thank you. <laughs> 
Thanks for joining us this week on Exploring the Seasons of Life podcast. Make sure to visit our website, CynthiaMacMillan.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify, so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you could simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out as well. Until next time, live inspired.